0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Project Lead Class Stars. As you may know, Class Stars is an initiative by Projects Lead, where we speak to very academic people who have graduated with first class degrees. We have them on our podcast to tell us about their academic success stories. And it's usually a lot, so from studying, to friendships, to Um, I would call it academic life balance to socials, to everything. And uh, this is a new edition. So please stay tuned and do not touch that dial. So like I mentioned in our chat, um, Samwell, it's a pleasure Meeting you uh, online, <laughs> virtually. To
1: yeah. you virtually, and please, I would like for you to just uh, do a brief introduction of yourself. Okay, my name is uh, Samuel Onyanchukwu Okay, I'm a uh, first class graduate of accounting from Njaziki University, Oka. So currently, I'm a practicing accountant, and also on my route of B- me I hold integrity, honesty high, and most importantly, I believe in the power of transformed mind through mentorship and reading of books. Because the, yeah, because the values of a nation can only be restored through mentorship and also through the reading of experiences of great men.
0: Thank you very much. I like the, I like the reading That's of books. I like, I like <laughs> what you said reading of books, but I would, I would, I would go to that later, but like I mentioned, I, I, said, I went through your profile and I must confess that it was such an impressive one, not just because of your first class, but also the additional achievements outside of your course of study and in such a short time. But before we dive into all of that, what makes you think? What, what what's your what's, what, um, keeps you going and all that? I would I would um, like to ask you, what was growing up like for you?
1: Okay, uh, hey, uh, growing up, uh, growing up for me wasn't all that fantastic. It wasn't all that good. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, it was to me. It was one of the most challenging moments of my life. First of all, considering my skin color, I am an albino. And you know that this racial discrimination and everything that comes with it, nobody wanted to associate with me and all that. So like, uh, I tried everything possible to build up that self-confidence in myself, that self-identification. It got to a time that I never had uh, people to work with but only my parents and my family stuck with me till date so growing up to me wasn't a memory that i would love to share or i would love someone to experience it was so horrible (laughs) for me
0: um i i honestly i would not say that i don't understand what you're saying i actually have an idea and uh, part of the questions i had lined up was how you how you navigated the um, growing up based on how we see people treat people with some some factors that we don't consider beautiful or we don't consider standard in our society but before we go to that so that we don't uh, we don't get emotional <laughs> during this interview <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so um you, you mentioned that you had a first class from the university from the inandia Zukwe university Oka. i know that um a lot of people struggle with maintaining a certain GPA, especially in Nigerian universities. Um, can you tell us how it was for you and how you, how you navigated this terrain and still came out tops?
1: Okay, uh, Thank you very much. You know, actually, um, I am a student that believes not only in academics because even as an undergraduate, I still had other things that I was doing. But in all of the extracurricular activities that I ever engaged in, did, it sleep that she did, voluntary and all the likes, I always put my academic stops. So this really affected my sleeping life because I had to, I became more of a night worker, if I can use that word. Like, Not because most long. of my days that. Yes, <laughs> because most of my days are full with uh, attending lectures and also going for leadership meetings, departmental faculty meetings, and even uh, some extracurricular activities and also tutorials. Because you know, accounting is largely a calculative course, so we needed our tutorials. So I also attended tutorials during the day. Then at night, I spend reading my books. Yeah, I spend it reading my books, buying books, additional books from what the lecturer recommends. I can still remember in some courses, I had to get like three textbooks for that course. Uh, anybody in accounting or graduate, if you call them a, a course on managerial accounting, they should know how technical such courses are. So I had to get like three or four books for them. So like, I just trying to coordinate everything, but in oh, I held everything in God's hand because I believe in the efficacies of the powers of God.
0: Okay. Um do you think um the lecturers were of any extra help to to your attainment of a first class degree?
1: Yes, my lecturers were of help because most of them really challenged us. You know, some of them we come with the idea and they will tell us that. Actually, this is a university, we don't teach, we lecture. So they will not like, give us a sort of an excrete, a sort of a summary of something, whereby we it's not left for the individual students to go scramble for, for information, to go look for information, go to the internet, shove the internet for information, meet the senior colleagues for more information. But in all will, we, we, we have some lecturers that we are really friendly that once they see that, that there is some atom of seriousness in some students, be it through uh, attendance in class, answering some strategic questions, or doing high in their examination. you I see that these lecturers will come to the flow a personal relationship with such person, thereby giving him or her some hints and some secrets, like In my own case, it got with time that one of my lecturers had to give me his private line because there was a time on a Saturday I came to the faculty to read. So he saw me and was so much astonished because he knew the level of leadership position that was then. So many departmental positions and faculty. So like uh, he was really astonished. So he had to give me his number. So in all, some lecturers really paid or really inspired us or inspired me to be the best version of myself. Thank
2: you.
0: Thank you, Thank you for that um, answer. So, um, also, I would like to ask you considering the the fall in the standard of education and the general standard of things in in not just Nigeria, but in the world as a whole. Are there things or are there processes or infrastructures that you would ordinarily would have loved to be in place while you were in school or even as at now? And if if there are, are there some of those things that you would like to work on to help other people that are coming them to have a um, better standard of education or better ways of achieving and attaining their ambitions.
1: Okay, thank you very much for that. You know, um, at first I said uh, the power of mentorship and uh, reading. You know, I see that most times are, you know, some of the lecturers believe in the idea that once they have crossed a bridge, that such a bridge should be destroyed in the sense that there is... It's a truly a big dichotomy between a lecturer and a student. Yes. Yeah, certainly. a lecturer just sees, just sees a student as just a student, that the time that he has with such a student is just that two hours meant for his lecture time. He doesn't care about his mental state. He doesn't care about the student's health and all the Without knowing that in the university, it is full of so many people from various backgrounds of which their mental stability are not the same. Some of them needs to be pushed for them to be the best best version of themselves. So the recommendation of something that I am currently doing is a direct mentorship. Because currently, there are persons that are still undergraduate that come up to me. Yeah, they come to me to ask for some academic advice. They ask for some uh, position that leadership, students' leadership position. It's not about what they teach in class in class. The world has gone global. We are dealing with humans. I studied accounting, but I still took some certifications that are in other fields, just like health, just like human resources, and just like our social and cultural. Another aspect is the internet. I would truly advise the students to harness the limitless resources that is stored, that is stored in the web. There are a lot of information in the website. Uh, that, is, that is in the net. So students should utilize it. They shouldn't only base their their internet shopping on social media uh, platforms they should use it as an educative weapon for their own personal enlightenment because once we become enlightened we now see that our nation and the humanity at large will be a better place and a better one thank you
0: thank you thank you so much for your response on Samuel. Um, So another thing I would like to ask is, um, I remember when I was growing up, I I so wanted to be a banker, but before then I wanted to be a doctor and then afterwards I I changed my mind, I said I wanted to be a a banker and when my parents were asking me what what, what influenced the, the change in decision, I said it was because when we go to the bank, I see people transact, Bring in money, take out money, but when we go to the doctor, we do not pay the doctor. <laughs> and anytime I think about it, I just have a good laugh because, I mean, what was going on in my four, five-year-old mind then? So I, w- I would like to ask you: um, What were your childhood aspirations, and is that? Well, do you have any deviation from that? The, uh, are you still on track from what you wanted to be when you were five years old, six, ten, and then um, what you actually are doing right now?
1: okay uh thank you once again actually there is a division it's just like a common thing in nigeria every child wants to be a medical doctor <laughs> <laughs> you know actually yeah uh, the profession really engrossed me because i saw my uncle he is a dentist though retired now so he had a lot of money the man built two-story buildings simultaneously without complaining and without flinching So that really inspired me. I really love to be a daughter. And also, considering my skin color and wearing a white, wow, I would be like, yeah, that
0: would be so (laughs) (laughs) fucking.
1: So, like, actually, I wanted to be a daughter, but when it got to my um, year of refining moment, defining moment, that's a SS one, one where we have to choose course because I went to public school. I found out that the physics wasn't entry. <laughs> no, no matter how I tried, I was a good student of chemistry and biology till date. But physics, I end up having a forty something, regardless of the closeness and the relationship that the teacher then formed with me. Then I said, no, 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 no. I needed something again. Then, uh, you know, my dad is an administrator, though retired. So I walked up to him and told him, Dad, I want to be a banker because they have a lot of money. And I said, no, son, once you become a banker, you get restricted to the banking sector. Why not try accounting? I told him, Dad, accounting, I don't know maths. He said, no, that you can learn that There is nothing that I can learn. So he got a book for me then, he didn't pass mathematics for them uh he bought a book that yeah, That should be my je- ss1 a book worth over eighteen thousand. yeah wow. for me imagine then eighteen thousand. yeah so i had to sat down i started reading on my own i started going for tutorials my mass that used to be 10 percent 20 percent per time now rose to 69 70 <laughs> then all of a sudden i now went for a jam I sat on myself on my own without no assistance and I filmed it. Regardless say jam jam me jam jam me three <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, it. <laughs> that's
0: quite interesting. And uh, what interests me um, most especially is the fact that we both had similar similar childhood aspirations. <laughs> so so maybe maybe it was just peculiar to children and um, the things that society attaches so much importance to at a particular point in time. So talking about society and the attachment to, to, to particular courses, to particular profession, I see that the trend is now technology. So everybody's shouting, go tech, go code girl-child coding, everybody coding, the ABBA hub, the CCO, everybody, everything just has to be coding. If you're in law, you have to be doing something related to technology. Do you think that technology is the future?
1: Yeah. Uh, technology is truly the future, but we still need human. Regardless of how advanced the technology might be, it still makes use of the gigio, garbage in, garbage out. So we still need the human factor to check the accuracy and also to, to, to give some inferred decision. Because no matter the data that is generated by, by the tech, we still need some strategic persons to make some decisions for the better good of every person. So like uh, regardless of everybody going into tech, like even the accounting world, we are now also talking about tech. We are talking about paperless economy. Uh, we are everything now should be done online. We have uh, softwares like Sagefee, QuickBooks and all the like. So like, I believe in the power of tech, but regardless of the massive concentration on the power of tech, we shouldn't neglect human. Human. Just, let's not just behave like Nigerians that, be, that discovered crude oil in 1970s and they neglected the rich and vast economy that was found in agriculture. And everybody's concentration now moved into crude oil. Now look at what is happening. So like anything that has advantage has disadvantage. So regardless of we that use, trying to harness their max wealth in technology, we should also develop ourselves. We should be an all-rounder of master something. We you have a knowledge of finance, medicine, social, sustainability, cultural, technology. Yeah. While also pursuing that uh, tech nature, because now I see that one of the prerequisites of, of getting employed is uh, they have to ask whether you are technically yeah,
0: uh, savvy whether you, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I yes. totally agree with you, and and I am I'm, I'm actually of the opinion that um, this um, all rounder awareness should start with the curriculum, especially from the secondary school level. In the sense that yes. the curriculum should be. all all encapsulating you should encapsulate different things and not just restrict young young teenagers to Mm. to science class to to history class to commercial or art class it should be such that wherever it is you find yourself in the future you should have a background knowledge of certain things Mm. that would be relevant to you in your pursuit of career success. Let's take a look at um, the subject of economics. Economics is usually restricted to commercial class students. But she realised mm. that in our day-to-day activities, because um, the big picture is everybody just wants to make money. That's the big picture. Whether you're in tech, True. whether you're in law, whether you're pursuing a, a, a career in human resources or in accounting, the end result mm. is to be successful and to be wealthy eventually. So if, mm. we, if we now restrict a subject like economics, like accounting, to a particular set of students, I think that is very restrictive on the on the future of everybody. Because ordinarily, when you hear people say, when you hear people say um, demand and supply, where you hear things like that, things like that are our daily life. That is our reality, and and um, it has been taken away because you did not study a particular course. I think that is absolutely wrong, and that should be that should be looked into. Thank you so much, yeah. Samuel, for your contribution on that, on that topic. Um, I would also like to ask you, uh, I know this will, this will come as a surprise to you, but I would like to ask you, what's your thought on politics?
1: On politics? I love yes. politics. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love meeting. politics. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Please share what your thoughts, are, And tell us if you have any political ambition.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, I love politics because um, everything around deals with policy. Yes, and also you know that uh, regardless of whatever that we do, we must obey the authority in nation. So invariably, we all need government and we all these policies. and also myself being a guy that is more is is largely into policy making and formation those policies will be nothing but a piece of paper if they are not being enforced, enforced. and the best way to enforce such policies is through getting a political leadership post Either through appointments or through election.
2: Yeah. As
1: a student, as a student, there are some of the factors or some of the things that I truly wanted to do. But I now found out that I can't do those things on my own. As an individual, I needed a platform. I needed a, a, a sort of a leadership platform for me to enforce it. Because once you are in a, in a leadership position, you now see that uh, the people, the lead, I are under your suggestion yes. or are under the rules that you come up with. So like yes. uh, during my time I can still remember there was the time I was there um, attend course friend. then I came up with this policy that uh, Thursdays and Friday will be no class so I tried to bombard a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with classes, so that Thursday and Friday will be a lecture free day, so that we use it for our projects and other person things. Okay. Talking about the, yeah, talking about uh, uh, my political ambition, I love appointments and I also love elections. You know, to be honest, it is really pain when you are not elected because the process. Yes, the- I know,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, the fear of losing
1: is a yeah. great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the fear of losing is better rough than just staying idle without I'm trying. I'm not trying. Yeah, I agree with yet. you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my my political ambition. I've been being in the finance world. I would like to be the Attorney General of the Federation, so that I can really uh, put in place some of these policies or some of these ideas that I have or that I'm getting because I am a professional or want to be a professional that truly wants to touch life. And we can only touch life once we are in authority. That's touching life in authority. What I mean is widening the scope. Imagine if I made the governor and I come up with the policy that every child must have at least basics of computer, just one to just two. And I provide okay. every state school with computer edition. Uh, you see the enablement actually yeah thank you. you
0: so you said attorney general do you mean accountant general of the federation or yes sorry.
1: they have yeah they have accountant accountant general. Accountant general. General. Yeah. they also have attorney general okay so, yeah the sir, attorney, it's general attorney general is, is, for, is. for the legal man yes, exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Thank yeah. you. I'm I'm actually glad. Uh, it gladdens my heart when I see young young adults that are not shying away from politics. Because most times we we claim that we do not want to dirty our hands, but if we do not engage, there's really no way that the change that we aspire would come into play. So thank thank you for your interest, and I and I really hope that um uh, you get all the support you need when you're ready to go into politics.
2: Amen.
0: Um yeah, so um, seeing that you are a you are very big on career mentorship, do you like to mention one or two of your mentors?
1: Okay, um, one or two of my mentors, one I have a professor Sunday of Carol. He's a professor of accounting yeah and uh, secondly I have a, I have a Pharmacist Azoka Okeke. She's currently the CEO of African Resource Center for Supply Chain Excellence in Africa. Yeah. So these two people really are my mentors. I have their contact. I can easily chat them up and we speak. <laughs> you know, actually I have I have this. I have this hunger um, and test in me. There is one peculiarity with me. Uh, whenever I'm in a circle and I find out that I am the biggest one in that circle, I leave that circle immediately. So I love being the child, the baby in a big circle. You just be giants, you don't see one little me around here. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's very interesting. Very interesting to know. Um Okay, so aside um, career mentorship, another thing, you know, earlier I mentioned my, my childhood aspiration um, career-wise. One of my other childhood fantasy was to, was to own and learn how to ride a bicycle. And then recently, I saw a meme that said that um, an average human being should be able to drive, swim, and um, ride a bicycle. And believe me, I only know how to swim out of the three leaves and I don't feel less of a human being. So, <laughs> uh, do you do any of those three? Yeah, I do. You drive? I do.
1: I do. I do two out of the three. Driving is out of the option. Even I had a bicycle then that I sold when I got admission. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I know about. Yeah, about swimming, I also swim. Yeah, but there uh, are some restrictions <laughs> because one shouldn't joke with his life.
0: I, I, know, right. I know, right? I know, right? So, aside, aside swimming and cycling, what, what other hobbies
1: do you have? A lot. Okay. I love inspiring people. I love acting. Yeah, I love acting Oh, really?
0: Love.
1: Yeah. Nice. In my, uh, in my local church, before I. I graduated. I was the director of uh, theater in my local church. Yeah, so I love acting because I found out something, something drove me into acting. Previously, I was into prose writing. I found out that uh, our youth are less consigned or have little interest to read a pen and pencil, like documented something. So so I now started i now started picturing it like once i get those ideas like most of the time once i want to get storyline i wake up around 2 3 4 i just get those storylines so like i now minister it on stage streamline it to things of the lord because this is church ministration it's also a part of preaching so i love acting um I also love meeting people. I love traveling, yeah. But I hate traveling on Nigerian roads. Ah,
0: I know, right? I know, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Those are part of my hobbies.
0: Oh, fantastic hobbies you have there! I mean, especially when it means that um, when it deals with other people, the mm. the kind of life that we that we live now. He's seen people become more selfish than um, mm. selfless. So, if, as outside of your career and your profession, you are still striving to be as selfless as possible, engaging people even in your hobbies, I think that's a fantastic way to go. And then it also helps your your mentees, those ones that you are trying to mentor, to to see that life is not just about them as an individual. We need to stand on the shoulders of other people to rise.
2: Yeah. So, um,
0: still on, still on the topic of hobbies, but not necessarily hobbies. What are those things that um, are on your wish list or bucket list that you would like to think off as um, in the nearest future?
1: Okay. Uh, some of the things in my wish list I want to take off in the nearest future is one, being a good dad.
0: Yeah. I didn't being get that. pardon on me.
1: Being a good daddy.
0: Oh great.
1: (laughs) I don't just want to be a dad that will provide just finances to these Mm -hmm. children. I want to also show them love. I want to mentor them. That even when I'm not there, they are self-sufficient. Okay, secondly, I want to to be philanthropics. Yeah, I have to inspire people. You know, actually I have found out something in life that 85% 85% of the prayer points of people
2: yeah.
1: are, truly, are truly centered on money solvable programs. And yes. I also I have I have also studied that uh, most of the prostitutes that we see, self-workers that we see on streets and people that are drove, uh, uh, that have been driven into uh, illicit acts is as a result of quest for money. They are not doing it because they love doing it. They are doing it because there is nobody or there is no platform to truly reach out to them. So I see myself one of the to-do lists of which I know that I will do. Through Christ who strengthened me because I have already started it in my little way as an undergraduate. So, and also till date. So like, I would like to empower such people yeah i have to go on street see some sex workers ask them to leave that profession empower them not only asking them to leave but you empower them and and give them a source of livelihood and give them that desire to live yeah that that that's just my one of my two many lists i just like came up with two out of it thank you for sharing
0: thank you for sharing both the personal and the, the general one so uh, at the beginning of the interview we put something aside and um, I said we're going to get back to it and that is an um, albinism I, I, I know without a doubt that um, has affected you in many ways that you than you choose to talk about but um mm. knowing that at the back of our mind do you have any any advice for for young for the young ones that are coming up that have one seemingly defect or the other that the society is not embracing and is affecting their mental health what would you like to tell them? How would you like to encourage them? And uh, how would you also like to advise these individuals that make up society on how to treat people generally?
1: Okay. Uh, thank you very much. That's truly that's really a big one. <laughs> but I have to ask it because for the love of society, you know, actually uh, the first step to conquering any disability or any sufficient identification Know yourself. You have to identify yourself. At that point of identification we come to realizing that that we are all created distinctively by God. We are created separately by God. And we are created for a purpose. Initially, to be honest with you, I thought that I was an ugly guy. Yeah, consider my skin color. I'm the only purpose in my family. But as I grew up and as as, as I started reading the Bible and reading some of the books, I one day came to the to the full knowledge like that actually Sam is a handsome boy. I hmm. never knew. Because nobody ever told me that. Actually, when they were telling me that as my cousin, I thought that it's just a sort of a flattery to have the assignment solved. Or yeah. to help them with some of the academic programs. but I never knew. I never knew actually. When I knew, I was very happy. So for the coming youth, they shouldn't lose hope. Yeah, they shouldn't see any limitation in in the in, in the supposed limitation because you know they say that aboriginals do have bad. also hello are you still there
0: yeah so you so you went off you you went off for a while
1: yeah so sorry uh okay i said hello samuel are you
0: still with us Hello? Hello, Samuel. Yes, I can hear you now.
1: All right. So uh the people, the individual should truly identify who they are. Okay. And also, yeah, they should try to embrace themselves. And the uh, identification comes through reading of books and the Bible. And um the society, the society should try to see every woman. Every human being, regardless of the limitation that he or she might have, that they should just accept him or her as a brother and as a sister. If our society can really foster love, then we will be in a better position. And also, it will bring out the beauty that are hidden on those differently enabled individuals
0: thank you fantastic fantastic I, I like the use of the phrase differently enabled individuals and um, like you also mentioned um i i would like to add that the mental health of each individual is is their own priority first and foremost before it is a priority of any other person so even when we are looking out for, for the society to help, for the society to put a process or infrastructures in place to to help um, bring us out of a particular issue, depression, frustration, I think one of the first steps to take is, is to talk, to voice out, to voice out to family members, to voice out to close relatives, to voice out to friends, to mentors or to mentees, to neighbors, because most times, when we keep things to ourselves and and we keep pondering on those things, it, it leads us to to a very deep hole, and then it might it might be very difficult to come out of those holes. And this is not just even for people who are differently enabled. This is for everybody who's going through any mental stress or any mental mental challenge, because these things are real, and um, they are real and as um, bad as cancer is to the
2: physical body.
0: Um, so having said that uh, we'll be rounding off on, on this interview. Thank you so much Samuel for coming but um also before we go i also noticed from your picture your your skin tone regardless of the fact that um you are in the sub-sahara africa with all the sun and all that i noticed that your skin is quite fresh is there anything (laughs) you're doing differently differently to maintain your skin because the projection we have of people with this um with the skin condition that you have is um that's which you see everyone and with black speckles i know it's not what they're doing but yours looks it looks different <laughs> and then even your dress sense is so fantastic i said i had to mention if you have one or two pointers for <laughs> skin maintenance even for 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 everyone
1: yeah uh one of the things uh um we should one um avoid the sun rays you know, sun has this uh, ultraviolet rays, which yeah. is really helpful to the body. Uh, uh, whether we have sufficient melanin or we have sufficient melanin, so we should avoid the sun waves at all weather. So for the albino community, I truly encourage them to use the sun shade, put on a hat or a face cap, or I'll need in a long sleeve while walking under the sun. And also, they should curtail the things that they eat. But in my case, I don't curtail the thing that I eat, provided it doesn't give me a running stomach. Oh, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> so, like, and also, they should mind the type of products that they use because there are some products that are, uh, uh, some products that do have some bleaching content in it. Yeah. But so you, you, you not see them bleaching their epidemics away. Thereby exposing their skin to bacterial infection and fungal infection. Because currently, I only make use of a vaccine, and I try to maintain my health. Yeah. I eat healthy. I also dress healthy. In the dressing sense, I believe in the way you dress is the way you'll be accorded. Yes. So I try to represent my mind, and also I believe that the dressing is a state of your mind if i'm seeing myself as an accountant general of nation, i shouldn't be dressing anyhow but regardless we should cut our coat according to our coat. let's not end up living an extravagant life to portray a life that we haven't attained yet
0: yeah absolutely correct so um i know i have said lastly like um a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, no,
1: this, bring it up. This is the
0: lastly. I, I think it's just very. Um, I I find it very comfortable chatting with you. So lastly, um, right. project lead. Project lead is about the girl child, the girl child, the girl child. And I'm sure that um, outside of project lead, you have also heard about the girl child, the girl child, this and the girl child. Everybody's trying to support, encourage, lay um, good precedent for the girl child and all that. Do you think that in doing this, we are leaving the boy boy child behind? Do you think, and if so, do you think that this would create a lacuna in the nearest future for
1: the boy child? Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. Before I start, uh, let me bring back a knowledge of my agriculture. There's something about... um, some of the laws governing fishing, where uh, yeah, they say that, that they shouldn't kill a fingerling because it has the potentials of producing uh, multiples of fishes, rather, than, that we should harvest the big fishes. So, uh, bringing it down now is that you know, a child, a girl child is a potential mother. Yeah, so like she is a pathway to bring forth many children, as, as many as her body can carry, yeah, thereby increasing a generation. And also you now see that the population is skyrocketing, which is not so helpful to the economic situation now. And this skyrocketing in, 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 in population is as a result of early marriage. So if we can endorse some of these principles because some girl child now, due to bad bad orientation, now see marriages as a bailout system out of poverty. Thereby, they don't even know what marriage entails. They just get forced into marrying at the age of 15, 12, and all the likes. So through this knowledge of girl child, we, we are trying to preserve the core values of our nation. Because once we get a, 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 once we get one individual, a girl child, there is a probability that she will get like five boys or five men around. Because, yeah, she will have chicas. People will come to approach her. So maybe, imagine when a a guy, a drunk guy comes to approach a psychologist that try to now, that try to now orient the guy on the harmful effect of drinking. You now see, the guy might be chasing the girl because of the infatuation of the love that he thinks that he has for her. So invariably, he starts dropping his drinking just to win the girl's heart. So, I don't think that we are creating a lacuna here, but um, in the nearest future. But what I'm saying is that, uh, what I'm thinking is that uh, it will also be wise for us to come up with these uh, boy-child something. Because our young guys are truly being driven into autism, alcoholism, internet foster. I don't, it's because of necessarily they are not having so much attention that are being mounted on the girls now. And I see that most of the rape cases are the ones perpetrated by the male child. So we also need to indoctrinate these males. We also need to tell them something. We also need to teach them that they should understand their status in life. Because it only takes two to tango, it takes two lights to shine. Once the girl, not that we are transforming the we are transforming the girl child, whereas the boy child is is lacking, then who is she going to marry? A transformed mind and and a and crude mind. It can work together. Could it be that, that's one of the reasons why the divorce is increasing? Divorce cases is, is, is virtually skyrocketed on daily basis because, because it takes two to, to tango. But in this case, <laughs> one yeah. is, is transformed, the other is screwed. Is yeah,
0: there are so, so many like, shortfalls associated with not properly indoctrinating children into, into yeah. adulthood, be it a, a boy or a girl child. Much sure. Samuel, it was a pleasure to have you on um, Project Lead Cluster. Um, Samuel Oye Kerulu is a 2018 2019 academic session first class graduate accountant from the Inam Diazukuwe University, Oka, and um, he believes in the power of transformed mind through mentorship and reading for the good of humanity and sustainability core values. Samuel, during the interview, has shown us that these are not just words on paper, but these are words that he believes and is um, living, projecting on his day-to-day life, both projecting them on both his mentees and um, leaving them, by example, from his mentor. Um, Samuel believes that there's no lacuna as at now, but at the same time, we shouldn't leave the boy-child behind samuel thank you so much for your time thank you so much for for being a part of project leader we look forward to more more association with you more collaboration pardon me more collaboration <laughs> with you and also mentoring our our girls with us Alrighty, thank, you, very thank much. you so much and have yourself a great week
1: are you